0: uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review. Because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So, if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time. the breakthrough was in the episode, so that we can really know, because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that, and my team loves hearing that, too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mass and Kip Podcast. All right, so you think you have lots of problems. You have one. You have one problem. One problem. What do you think it is? Say what? Techniques? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Simple. It's unhealed and unidentified emotional blocks, a.k.a. emotional trauma. That's the only problem. That's the only problem. Unidentified and unhealed emotional blocks. That is the name of the game, guys. You think you have other problems? That's the problem. This is the number one problem. So, here are some common myths about childhood trauma. Or I'm sorry, about emotional trauma. That you didn't have to, That you had a good childhood... Or that you weren't abused or assaulted. Okay, that's people, I don't have trauma. I had a good childhood. I was not assaulted. Because abuse, assault, hard childhoods are traumatizing. Yes. Are there other types of trauma? What do you guys think? Yes or no? What is trauma? What is it? You don't even know what it is and you're telling me you don't got it. All it is is a wound. It's wounding. Toxic levels of inflammation are what produce chronic illness. What is inflammation, guys? It's a stress response. Yes, response to what? Trauma, physical trauma. We are taking in traumatizing substances. We live in a traumatizing environment, and we get emotional trauma. We get emotional inflammation. We get physical trauma. We get physical inflammation. We get physical inflammation. We get physical inflammation. We have emotional inflammation. We have inflammation of behavior. We have inflammation of society. That's the name of the game. We live in an inflamed society right now, literally global warming. It's all about inflammation, which is all about trauma. That's the name of the game. And this is the conversation that people, you know, didn't want to have. And I said, you know what? I'm going to have this conversation. Here are other examples of trauma. Soul-sucking job, toxic relationships, stress and depression, shame. Shame has the physiology of trauma, the same biochemistry. When you feel shame, that's trauma feeling itself in the body. Isolation is traumatizing. Chronic illness is traumatizing. Bullying. Who was traumatized in school? Anybody? Those, right? For sure. Right. On the playground, standing up, being embarrassed, whatever it might be. Inflammatory foods are traumatizing. The news can be traumatizing today. Accidents and surgeries. Neglect, intentional or otherwise, if you witness violence, all these things can create emotional trauma. And you're sitting there going, I'm fine. Okay, compared to maybe the worst case scenario, but maybe not. Okay, and we'll give you this slide because I want to move along. Okay, here's, I got you, I got you. Okay, I know you want to write it down. I got you. Okay, other versions of trauma, forced displacement. We just saw a version of that happen in the news recently, right? Disasters. Military trauma, very personal and close to my heart. Grief, losing something, a divorce, a breakup, separation. Environmental traumas. Being a f- entrepreneur is traumatizing. You have to build resilience. Inflammatory foods, relationship fight and tensions. Surprise threats. Not good surprises, surprise threats. Surprise, you have cancer. A diagnosis. Corporate trauma. That's been in the news a lot lately too. And generational trauma. What's that? We inherit through the epigenetics the genes of our ancestors, which means your mother, your father, your great-grandmother, your great-grandfather on back, if they experience a trauma, it may or may not be in your genetics. You inherit their resilience and their trauma. There's a purpose for that. Because it's DNA information that's being passed down that says, hey, we're, becoming, we're taking in more information. The next generation needs to know that. And what's happening today is we're all so connected that all the traumas are coming to the surface. You're seeing racism come to the surface. You're seeing misogyny come to the surface. You're seeing the trauma of the indigenous tribes come to the surface. And we're all basically defending ourselves at the moment. And then the people who are—and by the way, the people who are the privileged ones—are like, "Wait a minute, this is hard." And everyone else who has been not privileged and/or hurt—they're like, "Yeah, no shit. It's been this way forever." Welcome to the f-ing party. <laughs> and that's the name of the game. So it literally gets passed down. So here's the name of the game, guys. In some, to be human is to experience emotional trauma. The question is, what are you going to do with it? Things are not going to meet your expectations. This is not, oh, I'm so fucking happy I came to this fucking happy fucking seminar, Mastin. Thank you so fucking much. Right? This is not to bum you out. This is a real talk because here's the thing, guys. Once you get clear on the actual problem, then you can thrive. Most of us spend most of our time just trying to cope with symptoms. Who here feels like you've tried everything, if you're really honest? Mastin, you don't understand, I've tried everything. Let me see if I show hands. Why do you say that? Because how many different techniques, tools, things have you tried? So many. What you've really done is coped because it hasn't had a root cause focus. You can go to doctors, trust me, I live this with my mom. You can go to doctors for decades, take lots of pills and only manage symptoms. You can also go to other doctors to be able to learn the root cause. And when you really address a root cause, what happens to the symptom? Goes away. So there's versions of coping that are not good, right? These are examples of low-level coping, okay? Drugs, alcohol, gossip, toxic relationships, a low-paying soul-sucking job, addiction, blame, victim loop, high-fructose corn syrup for sure, right? You find yourself eating those sugary things. You know what I'm talking about, right? Tolerating abuse, hiding violence, racism, bigotry. And you see a lot of this propagated on the news today. But you know what? We are not low-level copers. You know what we are? We're on the path. We're high performers. We're into spirituality and shit. We don't around that low-level bullshit. We take the high-level bullshit. Yoga, yoga apparel, aha moment addiction, seminar hopping, quantified self apps, self-help books, gluten, sugar-free, dairy-free, taste-free food. Don't fucking tell me cauliflower is pizza, motherfucker. It's not. It's not pizza. Green juice, meditation, and crushing it. Right? We just cope better. I want to take Gary Vaynerchuk by his ear and sit him down and talk to him about his dad. Because I have tremendous respect for what he's created, but he's creating this whole generation of people who are beating themselves up for not doing enough. It's like, Gary, chill the fuck out, man. Chill out. Right? Because the idea is no level of coping, high performance, crushing it, hacking, none of that shit is going to help you address the internal emotional stuff. It's not, by the way, this stuff is not bad. When you address the internal stuff, these are great behaviors. Who follows? Does this make sense? But here's the thing. If you don't address the root cause, it's like a pressure cooker. The root cause emotion stuff produces all of the emotions that we don't want to feel and they start to rise to the surface. And then they're kind of up here and what do we do? We start to notice it. So what do we do? We do breath work, go to the gym and try to train, do meditation, do some shit, and it's kind of like taking the top off of the pressure cooker for a second, but then you put it back on, and does it start to happen again? All day long. What we want to help you do is turn the heat off. That's what we want to help with, is helping you turn the heat off. And so it's not what you go through, guys, it's how you go through it. Here's the thing about trauma, guys. It's really never about what happened to you. It's about how you responded to it. And that's not something to blame yourself about. But how you hold something, especially if it's an isolation, if you hold something in isolation, that's super painful. If you think you have to handle it all by yourself, that is so painful. And to hold that for a day, a week, a month, a year, a lifetime is extremely painful. So the name of the game is, we have to help you build resilience, we got to help you get resilient, which is not like, you know what? I'm not going to go through hard shit. It's that, you know what? When I do, I'm not going to break. In fact, I'm going to add value and help others. Because right now, what's happening is the world is suffering from a lack of resilience emotionally. There's a lot of physical resilience, but the emotional resilience is not there yet. And my job and my intention is to train emotional resilience because emotional resilience is the first step to ending emotional trauma. And that's why I'm here on this earth, that's my moonshot, is to put an end to emotional trauma in my lifetime. I don't know if I can do that. I'm gonna shoot for it and maybe if I don't make it, the person after me can pick it up and finish the job. But I think that emotional trauma is a cancer whose time has come, I believe that. It's not about Republican or Democrat or black or white or any of that type of stuff, it's the underlying pain and we gotta address it. And it's a tough conversation to have, but this is how you produce long-term results. Who follows, does this make sense? That's the name of the game. So then what is the solution? You have to decrease exposure to emotional trauma and increase levels of emotional and physical resilience. So he has fantastic physical resilience, and we're working on his emotional resilience. And the decreased exposure to emotional trauma, that's probably why he moved out from his father. It's hard to be in environments that are painful. Wouldn't you say? What do you guys think? I'm going to sit here and do all my stuff. I'm going to do my affirmations... I'm going to do all my reframing, I'm going to do my high performance shit, but I'm at home with a father who's rejecting me. I'm going to drink all the green juice in the goddamn world, but I'm at a soul-sucking job. What's going to happen? You're just going to cope better. Who here feels like you're done fucking coping better you want to fucking get better? Let me see if I show hands. That's what this is about. So then the question is, all right, Mastin, how? 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 So I'm going to read this to you. Don't fucking write this down. All right, I'm going to read it to you because it's long. And the bottom line is you got to make your nervous system your ally and make positive habits automatic. William James, the father of American psychology, said it. The last part is the best part. The more our higher powers of mind will be set free for their own proper work automatically. Who here wants the higher-natured parts of you to be automatic? Let me see if I show hands. So it's a training process. And what he says is, we have to make our nervous system our ally. The first step in making your nervous system your ally is being ally to your nervous system. Meaning, stop making it f***ing wrong for how it's responding. Don't make it wrong. You can't make the depression or the anxiety wrong. And we love to do that. What's wrong with me? How many times have we asked that question? Is anything wrong with you? What do you think? Honestly, though, what do you think? Who here thinks, yeah, I feel like some shit's wrong with me, if you're really honest. What if you're just really good at surviving? And I'm not trying to justify it. You know, there's a great quote from the Bible. Does grace exist so that sin may abide? No. What that means is, are we loved unconditionally and therefore we can sin and fuck up all we want? The answer is no. Unconditional love doesn't mean go out and just be an asshole and hurt people. And I'm going to still love you. Grace, the idea of grace, unconditional love means, you know what? You're an adaptive evolutionary being and you're coping the best you can with what you got. And by the way, I'm not saying you when I say that, I mean us. I'm also a mammal. (laughs) Right? This happens for all of us. And so the name of the game is we have to make our nervous system our ally. And to do that, we have to be an ally to our nervous system, which means. We have to learn to see our responses as survival responses, not something to pathologize and to make it wrong. Because if we start making our nervous system wrong, it will fight us. Because guess what? Making your nervous system responses wrong, that's a threat to the nervous system. Oh, now you don't want to listen to me? Okay, I'm turning this shit up. This is what we mean when we say what you resist what? They're talking about your nervous system. You resist that thing, it will turn up the heat. Until you pay attention. So what brought you to your knees is not God. It's your own damn self saying, pay the attention to me. I am smart. Listen to me. That's not a panic attack. This is information. You're in a shitty relationship that's hurting you. Get out. You're in a soul sucking job. Leave. Speak up. Take up more space. You cannot isolate anymore. These are important messages. And you can't take a pill to make them go away. You got to take action. Take a pill and take an action too. One milligram of f***ing something, 10 milligrams of action. I'm not anti-medication, guys. I'm just saying that if you treat symptoms alone, it's not going to change long term. Who follows? Does this make sense? It's like saying, yeah, let me gr- drink a green juice, but still be in an abusive relationship. Consciously, it makes no sense. But will green juice take care of abuse? Rhymes, but it won't. You got to get out of there. You got to heal it. You got to speak it. This is the stuff that people have a hard time with. They want the one, two, three steps to magical personal development, personal perfectness, and what they gotta realize is, you know what? Your body's a lot fucking smarter than you're giving it credit for. It's a lot smarter. This thing to get to—do you understand how complicated this thing is? That we have the machine that you have—it's so hard, and you with your lifestyle choices sometimes make it hard. It hard for this thing to do shit, and yet it still does shit. You know how hard it is to grow a child. Try to consciously do that shit. No way. No artificial intelligence can figure that shit out. No way. The natural, beautiful intelligence of the body, we're ignoring it, guys. We're trying to outsource it to AI. How about internal intelligence? That's intelligence. And here's the thing. We're going to make technology based on our level of consciousness and healing. Our apps, the things that we create, the softwares, they're going to mirror where we are. It's a projection. So people who think artificial intelligence is going to kill us, that's a projection of their own unresolved stuff with their father, Elon. I don't think artificial intelligence is going to kill us. I think we're about to hit some significant abundance in this future. Now, the widget jobs are going to go away. But guess what's going to be available moving forward? Jobs that require soft skills. Soft skills, empathy, relationship, connection. Those are the jobs of the future. Root cause analysis. In 10 years... Philosophy degree will be 10 times more important than almost any other degree. Because those are the problems of the future. How do we get along when we disagree? When all of our basic needs are met, how do we get along? How are we getting along right now? Globally, how would you say? Grade the human race on getting along. What would you give it? An A plus? A B? What would you give it? A C? A D? How are we doing in this country getting along right now? If you are in this party, then I will unfriend you. Come on. Diversity is important. You can't just be friends with people who agree with you. That's called an echo chamber. you got to be challenged. Now, there are values that should, be on, they should not exist. I'll be very clear about that. But here's the thing. You take someone who's a white lives matter or an all lives matter and a black lives matter and you peel away the layers, guess what? They both have trauma. And that's the conversation that will get us out of it. It should be breaking news. But it's not. Breaking news. We're all f-ing traumatized. Story at 10. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information